This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Stay big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. What's up, addicts? Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. So I've been gone for a couple of weeks. I got to be honest with you. Verderam went on vacation and he's finishing up that vacation right now. So he's not with me today. Uh, I thought I was going to record for you guys. Um, I was all gung ho about it, but I'll tell you what, man, moving into his moving period, I'm sure you guys know is, uh, is an absolute bear. And, uh, as uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, I was living up in Wisconsin. My wife and I were, were looking to buy a house back here in Chicago. We've done that. So I'm here, I'm in the house. We've been in here since I think we closed on June 15th. Um, we had a brief podcast uh, after we moved in, but, um, man, it's been crazy. I'll just be, I'll be flat out with y'all. It's, uh, it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I thought we'd move in, we'd get unpacked in a week or so, and then you know we would just be enjoying the sweet life. But hey, you move into a house, it's just all kinds of things that you don't know. So, so look, I'm 38. I went straight from high school to college, living in a dorm, lived in the fraternity house, all that stuff. When I graduated college, I went to New York City. So you know I wasn't living in a house in New York City, and I was there for about 10 years before moving to Chicago. So my wife and I have always lived in condos and apartments and things like that and uh, until we bought this house. So it's the first time as as an adult that I have lived in an actual brick-and-mortar house where I'm not part of a condo association or, or paying any kind of weird fees and uh, have a yard, um, but that's a big plus is having the yard. I had a guy out today. I got a pond back there. It's a small little water feature. I don't want you to think I've got like acres of land out here, but it is, um, yeah, it's something. It's green. It looks like pea soup. I don't know if any of you guys have water features, but I had a guy out today during the normal Arrowhead Addict podcast recording time out there telling me how much it was going to cost me to get this thing drained, get it clean, get a filter and actually get some clean water in there. Uh, I'd like to keep it. I, you know, it's nice. It's, uh, I'd like to put a bench out there, sit by it, try to, you know, relax after, uh, stressful chiefs games, but we'll see, we'll see how it all works out. But it, it it's, uh, it's a lot, but if you're ever out Chicago way, give, give me a shout. Uh, maybe we can catch a chiefs game together, have a beer. So welcome in. Uh, my, my little rambling is going to continue because I am so low today, but let's talk a little bit of Chiefs football as we get into things here. So I wanted to touch on this, 
this Travis Kelsey stuff just to kind of lead us out. Have you guys been following this? So Kelsey was on like a Barstool Sports podcast and he's he's talking to these guys and he he just he like lets slip that people call him Kelsey, but his name is actually Kels. And he just like rolls with the punches, I think is what he said. So of course this, if you've been following along, if you're on if you're on the Twitter, if you've been following along on Twitter, everybody just kind of like lost their minds. They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have we been calling this guy the wrong name his entire NFL career? Like this Chiefs great, or one of our favorite players of all time. And so there's, of course, the ripples, they go across the internet. And I mean, this is a pretty big story. Everybody's writing about it. And Kelsey just keeps like, his teammates are tweeting at him, Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Chris Jones are like, I'm sorry, man. And, and Kelsey's like, it's cool. You know, it's uh, it's just a nickname, whatever. Kelsey's a nickname. So everybody's like, is this guy trolling? And I was convinced that he was just trolling everybody, that he just made an off-the-cuff comment on a podcast. Because I mean, like he's had... Like he was on a show catching Kelsey on like E or AMC or one of those, cha- like the dating thing he did a few years back. I didn't watch it, um, but it was called Catching Kelsey, not Catching Kels. You would think that like when he was doing something like that, he would correct somebody. Well, anyway, the word is out. So his, of course, his brother's been in the league, center for the for the Eagles for a long time, uh, Jason Kelsey. And... um so Jason Kelsey was on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP and um uh, on on uh this morning, Thursday morning. And this so this is what he said. And and hat tip to Bleeding Green Nation over at SB Nation is where I uh, got this quote from. But Kelsey said, "My brother and I have gone by Kelsey our entire lives. And I still remember my dad answering the phone as Ed Kelsey all growing up." when he was on work calls and everything. So our side of the family has always gone by Kelsey, but we have a really small family. We don't have any first cousins. My grandfather on that side was dead before I was born. So somehow we got disconnected with that side. And my dad, at some point, when he was working in the steel mills in Cleveland, Ohio, got tired of correcting everyone who was calling him Kelsey. Apparently the correct pronunciation the standard pronunciation is kels k-e-l-s-s that's he didn't say k-e-l i spelled that anyway um back to the quote that's what the rest of the family goes by so my dad out of pure laziness completely changed his last name and now i think that we're at a point where we're both riding with ed kelsey he's for some reason decided to change it and that's what we've gone by our whole lives so we're kind of separate from the rest of the family in that regard. We've gotten plenty of messages and texts since becoming NFL players from extended family members all all of over the world saying, you're pronouncing the name wrong. So yeah, that's the story. But we would honestly go by either one. But I prefer Kelsey just because that's what the way I've said it my entire life and the other side of our family has uh and, and the way the other that our side of the family has said it. Um, so then that the radio host asked them, you prefer Kelsey, but you won't argue with Kels because that's technically the correct pronunciation by whomever. And Kelsey responded, no, I probably inherited a little bit of my dad's laziness and how you pronounce it. I'm probably just like, yeah, whatever. That's close enough. Absolutely fascinating. 
I just, I'm blown away. Like, it's one of these things, names are an interesting thing, right? Because, I mean, it's your name and like how you want to pronounce your name, right? Like, I know a lot of people with the last name, uh, uh, the guy who wrote Mad Men, Wiener, Matthew Matthew Weiner is the way he says it, but it's spelled Wiener. But he was like, I don't want to be my last name to be Wiener. I don't know. I, I I think I might just change my name completely if my last name was Wiener. Apologies to anybody out there who's listening who has that last name. I, it wouldn't be for me. Um, so it's just a, it's an interesting thing. And um, you know, I've got a story. My so y'all know me as as, as Patrick Allen and. Patrick is actually my middle name and my first name is Robert. So my name is Robert Patrick Allen. And when I was growing up, my, I was named after my father, Bob Allen, and my whole family called me Bobby when I was growing up. And I never loved that. And like when I got to high school, I was like, ah, it could just, Bobby sounded like a kid's name. So at some point I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start going by by like Bob. Because I didn't know, like I guess, like I, I wasn't going to go by Robert because it wasn't even anything close to what people had been calling me. So I just decided to go by Bob, which I, I liked even less. Um, I just, I, you know, it just didn't ever feel like me. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the name, of course, but it just never really felt like me. And so, um, when I, when I, I went to college, I was Bob. All my friends from college called me Bob. And, um, then I went to grad school. I was doing the acting thing and I was just like, I don't know, like Bob Allen is like very, common name. I just didn't like it. I was talking to my girlfriend at the time and she was like, well, what, what about your middle name? You've always liked your, you, you like your middle name a lot. And I was like, I do, but like, I don't know. It just seems weird. And I was like really worried about what other people were going to think of me. And so then I go to grad school and I was like, I think, I, I think I'm going to, nobody knows me. It's New York city. Like no one knows me. So maybe I'll just introduce myself as Patrick. And there was like a moment of truth where I met some guy and I did, I introduced myself as Patrick and, and, um, I've been Patrick ever, ever since that was when I was, I just turned 22 and that has always felt more natural to me. Um, and at first I was real freaked out. I was afraid like people would think I was a weirdo. If like my friends from college came to town and I'd be, I would tell them, I'd be like, Hey, listen, like, you know, I go by Patrick. I don't want all these new people to think I'm weird. Uh, and then you get a little older and you're just, you know, I'm like, who, who, who freaking cares, man? Like I prefer to go by my middle name. I didn't always go by my middle name. Now I do. And I didn't ask my, my friends to stop calling me, uh, Bob, uh, or my, my family still calls me Bobby, but, um, yeah, prefer, prefer Patrick. So that's what we're going with now. So I guess I can understand the, the Kelsey thing. Um, maybe they just, but the, the laziness element, it wasn't out of laziness. So that's a funny quote. So I guess I, Kels is correct, technically, but I guess we all just keep calling him Travis Kelsey. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Give me give me a shout on Twitter at R Patrick Allen. See, that's what the R is from in my Twitter handle. Uh, so let me know what you guys think. Uh, should we should we try to say Kels now? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. So um, they don't seem to mind. All right. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right, guys. Manscaped is back. And this summer, they've got the uh, performance package 4.0. So they've got all this great stuff that you can get. You guys know me. I'm a big proponent of the Manscaped stuff. After I got my stuff out of storage, I got a lot of my Manscaped products back. My, I, I, I put my razor into storage during, uh, during the move, which was six months long. So that was a bad idea. Um, so, 
They got a lot of new stuff. They've actually got something that I don't have, uh, but that I'm going to get my hands on. Uh, it's called the, the weed whacker, which is a nose and air here, nose and, and ear hair trimmer. And let me tell you, uh, I guess it's waterproof, 9,000 RPM motor, uh, powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology. You know, we've talked about that. I didn't get my hands on this. Uh, just because I'll tell you what, when I went up to Wisconsin and I put a bunch of stuff in storage, like I said, I didn't bring my trimmers. Uh, I didn't bring like, like my little scissors and the, it's just the eyebrow hair, something that happened like when I turned 30, I want to say my hair just started growing straight out of my head. Like until I was like of a certain age, and I don't know if you young guys have noticed this, like I never trimmed my eyebrows. Like they were just they were as long as they were, and that was that. And then somewhere along the line, I turned 30, and they're just like, they just grow exponentially, like my hair. Like I could have like a ponytail coming from my eyebrows. So um, the air, then the ear hair started, the nose hair started getting out of control. So um, as, as the hair started thinning a little bit on the top of my head, maybe that's where it was going. I don't know. Anyway, um, we got the code for you. So if you guys want to try out any of these products, they got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer that's all new. They're given a, they've got boxers that you can get with this stuff. Um, they've got a whole kit you can get all tricked out. It's 20% off. The code is FANSIDED20. That's F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D 20. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping with that code. So support the show. Manscaped's going to be with us for a few more months thanks to your awesome support. And those of you who haven't jumped on board yet, Go get you some Manscaped products. Use our code, and we'll keep getting paid, which is, uh, you know, my 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 uh, my wife would appreciate if I would continue to make money. Okay, um, let's get into some more Chiefs talk. So we got the, the the Melvin Ingram stuff, right? I'm sorry, not Melvin Ingram. We're gonna get to Melvin Ingram in a second, but we're talking Frank Clark here. So some news just came out about that. Uh, he, you know, as we mentioned before on the podcast, and you've heard Matt and Sterling talk about it. He was found with an Uzi in his car. Why he has an Uzi, I don't know. But he's not allowed to have an Uzi. And that got him a, a, a potential felony charge here, or he did get a felony charge. Felony charge. So um, he's been charged with felony possession of an assault weapon. That was on July 9th. And if convicted, he faces up to three years in prison. There's some serious laws behind this. Um, you know, look, man. You got to know the laws of where you're at. I personally, I think it's a little much, right? The guy, he didn't hurt anybody. He's minding his own business, driving his car. He got pulled over for a traffic violation. Now he's facing three years in jail. Like you got to, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You got to know the laws, man. What are you doing? Um, but come on, right? Uh, but anyway, so um, what has happened now is he was going to be um, – uh, arraigned or whatever with like the judge and that has been now he's gonna have to wait several months so he was going to be arraigned yesterday on the 14th um and then that has been moved to uh now uh monday october 4th so you know that'll be about week five i think uh in the season and there's been a lot of discussion since this has happened. Should the Chiefs move on for Frank Clark? He's got this big contract. Should they just take a wait and see approach? Will he get suspended? They need pass rushing help. Like everybody wanted more edge help. Like what's this going to mean? So 
Yeah, it's a tricky situation. I think if it was going to be handled, like if we were going to get some sort of resolution before the season, well, then we'd know a lot more, right? Like, um, but we don't and we're not going to. And so what do the Chiefs do? And there's been a lot of talk about Melvin Ingram. I, I think what the Chiefs do in this situation is just kind of wait. They just got to wait and see. They've got Frank Clark under contract. He's probably not going to get suspended until all of this stuff gets sorted out. And it, they may as well have them at their disposal and hope that I, he pleads down or, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but maybe there's a way to sort of lessen this. Maybe the NFL comes in sometimes midseason, lays down a, a four game suspension or something like that. And then he's back for the playoffs. I don't know. Um, but I do think it's important that the Chiefs explore all of their options here and don't just like, well, let's hope that Frank Clark's going to be around. We thought they needed some extra help and some more bodies along the defensive line anyway and on the edge. So Ian Rappaport uh, from NFL Network has said that the Chiefs may still sign Melvin Ingram. <sighs> Look, man, if like they know the ro- like Brett Veach knows the roster better than I do. If he's looking at the guys, the young guys that they have in house, and he doesn't think that they've got a guy that can bring what a Melvin Ingram at this stage in his career can bring, then sure, go get Melvin Ingram, right? Like, I'm all for it. Um, but I think if you've got some of these young guys, it's the same thing for me with the number two wide receiver thing. Like, you got some of these young guys, you got Cornell Powell, you've still got McCall Hardman, you've, you've invested draft capital in them, and hopefully you should be able to develop them and they can develop into the receivers that you need instead of like the, like the Larry Fitzgerald talk. Like, let's get Larry Fitzgerald in here. Um, you know, same thing with the cornerback. Let's get Richard Sherman, who's he seems to be far, far away from playing any football right now with the, the recent things that have happened with him. If you weren't following that, was arrested for burglary, domestic violence. There was have been reports from ESPN that he was uh, threatening to kill himself, um, was intoxicated. This just happened uh, the other day. Upsetting situation. I always like Richard Sherman. I hope that whatever is going on, that he's able to get the help he needs. And I'm glad nobody was hurt in that situation. But so here we are, right? Like we got, would we want to bring in a Richard Sherman if, if all these things weren't going on? And I think that you want to try to, you got to develop these young guys. The Chiefs have done a pretty good job of that by and large at some other positions, particularly at cornerback. So, you know, if you think a veteran can help you, sure. But I, I think the Chiefs have to pick their spots when they're bringing in these older, higher priced veterans because we know these guys are on the decline and they need to stay young. They need to stay cheap and they need to stay athletic to keep up with everybody. You don't want to turn into an old team and then be trying to blow up the whole thing. So pick your spots with Melvin Ingram, with all this stuff going on with Frank Clark. I think they should absolutely kick the tires on him again. We had a great article by Jordan Mannix over at Arrowhead Addict. And he kind of looked at the pros and cons of Melvin Ingram. And what he came down on was this on the on the the con side. Ingram hasn't been very effective the last couple of seasons. In 2020, he only played seven games, failing to post a single sack and posting less than two pressures per game. In 2019, 2019 was much better with Ingram playing in 13 games and posting seven sacks and 23 pressures. So look. Was last year, was he dealing with an injury? Was he slowed up because of, you know, the COVID was going on? He didn't get a full training camp, like just kind of didn't get revved up. Or is he just old and like on the decline? I don't, I don't know. 
but the Chiefs brought him in. They looked at him, but they haven't done anything yet. So we're going to have to wait and see. But there just there aren't pass rushers out there growing on trees. And I think if you bring in a guy like that that doesn't have to start necessarily, that doesn't have to be out there for a ton of snaps that you can use situa- situationally or like a Justin Houston, I I think it makes sense for a team like the Chiefs to to go that route. Pass rushing is so important and depth is important. And now, look, injuries are going to happen this season. Like, what if something happens to Chris Jones? Then where are you at with the pass rush? If if Chris Jones would, God forbid, get hurt, and then you've got something going on with Frank Clark where he's getting suspended or, or God forbid, going to jail, like <laughs> you're you're in a bind from a football stand- standpoint. So I think having depth is important. We saw that last year with the offensive line. So. Uh, I think we'll see what the Chiefs do in the next couple of days here. I mean, training camp is right around the corner. The Hall of Fame game is coming. Um, that's exciting, right? The Hall of Fame game, Thursday, August 5th. So that is, it's the 15th right now. So that is very close. Uh, it's never a good game, but it's the, it's the Cowboys and the Steelers. And you know what, man? I drink it in. I don't care. There's a bunch of fourth string guys out there. Give me some NFL football, any kind of NFL football. I want to hear the theme music. I want to see the the, the the uniforms back out there. It means to me that fall is coming. Chiefs football is coming. So I'll take it. I'll take it in, in July if I can get it. All right, we're going to take one more break. And on the other side, I want to touch on these comments that that Patrick Mahomes made about Justin Herbert and this budding Chiefs-Chargers rivalry. That seems to be coming. We'll be right back. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. All right. Back in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. So <laughs> Mahomes was at this like golf thing in I think it was Pasadena, California. Um, th- this is where I need Verderam because he remembers everything and I take terrible notes. So I think it was in Pasadena, California. He was out there with Kelsey. There were some funny videos uh, around there going out. And um, uh, he he was walking. So he's in California, right? So like you're, you're going to get a lot of, you know, Raiders fans out that way. You're going to get a lot of Chargers fans out that way. So he was getting trolled a little bit. And um, in the clip, he's walking down the fairway, I think. And somebody says, hey, <clears throat> hey watch out for Justin Herbert this year. And Mahomes says, I'll see it when I believe it, which I think he just got that common phrase like backwards. He was talking off the cup cuff. I don't think he was being super deep with that. He was, I think he meant to say, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And to be fair, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's dominated this new rivalry so far as the team has won the games. Um, but, uh, when he's been on the field, but you know, of course, like everybody makes a, a big deal out of it and everyone's like, oh, he's disrespecting Justin Herbert and, and you know, it's all the media is going crazy about it. So, of course, Mahomes got asked about it. And uh, here's what he said. Um, he said, yeah, I think uh, I think that it got taken out of context. I was talking some trash to all those Raiders and Broncos and Chargers fans out there. I have a ton of respect for him as a player. For him to come out in year one and play at the level and play at that level is a special thing. Not a lot of guys can do it, and I know I'll have a lot of tough games against him in the future. So it was kind of a joking matter that I think blew up on Twitter, like most things do. 
boy, is he right about that. My God, do we got to chill out with some of the stuff. But the fact of the matter is, look, if somebody gives you, I work in the sports media business here, right? Like when these athletes give a sort of a juicy quote, everybody wants to know what they said, and, 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 and but it can get blown out of proportion. And I think that's what happened here. Look, Mahomes is, along with being the, the, the best quarterback in the NFL, the MVP, Super Bowl champion, absolutely phenom, right? He's incredible. He's he's great off the field too. I mean, he's a smart businessman, you know, buying part of the Royals. His fiance Brittany Matthews owns a soccer team. Like they're putting down roots in Kansas City, which is great and is smart. He can continue to trade off his brand and his fame and stardom in Kansas City and make it make it his home and give back to the community and and with his um with his charity, uh the Mahomies, uh, 15 of the Mahomies and all that stuff like He's a smart and thoughtful person. In any interview you ever see with Mahomes, he's nothing but like 100% professional. Um, on the field, got a little edge to him. Love that, right? But it's never anything like super disrespectful, right? But we you know, we get some petty Mahomes uh, every once in a while when he was doing the counting. Love that. Um, so, you know, I just think that He's making a comment here, right? Like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, dude hasn't beaten me yet, right? I'm sure Brady would make the same. If somebody asked him about Mahomes, he'd be like, yeah, look at all the rings. I beat him in the Super Bowl. I have a winning record against him. Like, what? You know? Um, And then I don't think it's in any way, um, you know, taking a shot at Herbert. Look, man, I'm nervous about Herbert. Like, the dude can ball. Like, yeah, it was one season. You know, we saw Baker Mayfield have a really good season, look good, and then come back and not play well and then go back to the playoffs. But Herbert just – what impressed me, and you've heard me say this on this podcast before, is is his 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 grace under pressure. I mean, that's – that's if, if you can't rattle a quarterback – and, and we, you know, we see this with Mahomes, right? Like he can stand in there and he can move and still deliver the ball and do things that other guys can't do. And I think we saw that a little bit, not some of the extraordinary things that Mahomes can do, but Herbert would stand in there and, and be getting blitz and he would put the ball on the money. So I think the Chargers definitely have their guy. And I know, listen, we have to deal with this every summer. Every summer, for whatever reason, the Chargers are the trendy pick to to overthrow the Chiefs. It's been like that for years now, and then they always disappoint. So we'll see how this this young developing team comes along with this young developing quarterback. But I, if I'm nervous about anybody, I know people think Denver has a good roster, but I'm not scared of, of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I'm not scared of, of the Raiders, uh, but they have some nice pieces too. I think it's just another challenge for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs need these challenges, right? Like, I don't want to be... I don't want the Chiefs to be like the New England Patriots where the AFC East was just garbage for year after year after year. And they're just like, yeah, guaranteed four wins all the time. Like every once in a while they would slip up and lose to the Jets or Miami or something like that. But like they just dominated that division. But it wasn't just because they were really good. It was because the rest of the division was trash. Look, the Chiefs are going to run like we the competition is good let's battle test these guys let's have them go up against adversity let's have them lose some tough games in the regular season um never want to see the chiefs lose but i want to see them learn how to win a bunch of different ways and they've they've been able to do that i think some of those games last year where things got tight and we were like god they should be blowing this team out like that's all right man that's character building stuff like winning those close games winning ugly all of those things um you know i think I think that that's a 
character building stuff for them rather than just steamrolling everybody every single week, even if maybe they could, if they really stayed focused. Um, so in the division, it's good. It's, it's good to like have the Raiders jump up and snake bite you once in a while. So you're like, Hey, we need to get our heads turned on straight here. Or maybe they expose a weakness during the regular season because these teams look, that's the other thing too, right? The AFC West teams, they are all building their teams to figure out how can we beat the Chiefs. They all know it. Like, yeah, they want to win the Super Bowl. They want to do well against the other teams in the division. But, like, they know if you're in Denver or you're in Las Vegas or you're in Los Angeles, if we want to get anywhere, we need to figure out a way to beat the Chiefs and win the division. Because, like, do you want to try to go on the long, long wild card road? Heck no, right? To go through Arrowhead? Heck no. So they're all building their teams to beat the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are going to have a tough time with some of these division teams. And if they're good, if they've got good players, if they've got good quarterbacks and the defense is seeing good quarterback play twice a year from, from Justin Herbert and mediocre to sometimes good quarterback play from, from Derek Carr and trash quarterback play from Denver. Well, that's probably better than them getting uh, six games against all trash quarterbacks with poor offenses and it limits their opportunities to grow and get tested. So I'm glad that the other teams in the division are good because no matter what they do, we're still going to have the best quarterback and we still have the best head coach and we're probably still going to win most of the game. So that's okay with me. I think it's good. I think it's character building stuff. No, nothing to get upset or worried about Mahomes making that comment. I don't think he's, he's getting a big head or, or anything like that. Just, uh, just John with some fans, which I mean, if you've seen my Twitter, you know, like I like to, to do a little bit of trolling on occasion. What did I post the other day that, oh, I posted AFC West quarterback rankings and I had Travis Kelsey above Drew Locke, which I believe, by the way. Um, and uh, I think I had a toy that shot footballs. I forget what it was called. Um, was in there above Derek Carr. Fun stuff. Uh, check out my Twitter, R. Patrick Allen. Um, all right, everybody. That is all I got for you today. We're in the lull here, guys. I mean... It's brutal. It's late July. Training camp's about to start. I can't wait. The news is going to start ramping up. The training camp battles are going to start ramping up. I'm going to start planning my trip out to Kansas City where hopefully I can meet a lot of you in the parking lot. I would like to apologize in advance for all the beers that I will have drank and will have been drinking and will be drinking if you come over to wherever it is Verderam and I are hanging out. But I'm really excited to get back out to Kansas City and get some some barbecue. You know, one of my bosses here at Minute Media got me a KC barbecue pack uh, as like a housewarming present. It was very kind. Uh, so, you know, I've got some Arthur Bryant's, some some Gates, some Joe's barbecue sauces in there, some rubs. So uh, maybe that that's what I need to do this weekend is get the smoker fired up and uh, put a little, uh, little, get a little barbecue going and get ready for the season. I hope you guys are having an absolutely awesome summer. Uh, I am, it's been crazy. It's been hectic, but, uh, I'm really excited to get back into football season, get back to weekly chiefs talk here with you on the Arrowhead Attic podcast. And I'm, I'm happy to get my co-host back, get his lazy ass back here in the studio. So I don't have to talk to myself for, for 30 minutes. The man, if he can do anything, that's talk football and, and, uh, talk for a long time. So let's get him back in here. All right, everybody, Matt and, uh, Sterling should be back with you early next week and Verderam. We'll be back with me next Thursday. Uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. Oh, by the way, hey, we need those reviews. I've been meaning to talk to you guys about the reviews stuff because we haven't had any all of July. Um, 
So that's kind of a bummer. So we're going to have to figure out some, uh, some incentives. Maybe we'll do a giveaway, but if you like the podcast, if you support what we do here and you haven't done this yet, if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave us a written review, and leave us some questions because God knows we need some stuff to talk about right now until these training camp battles heat up. So leave us a question in your review over at Apple. We'll answer it on the podcast. I got nothing for you today, but hopefully I will next Thursday. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support. And as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high quality and easy to assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save